Rich Andre at the St. Thomas More Newman Center with a reflection on the readings for the weekend of September 21st, 2008. The two readings I will refer to are Isaiah 55 and Matthew 20. Um, hopefully in weeks down the road I'll be able to have links to those readings, but for today, um, I'm afraid that's all you're going to get. Here we go with the reflection. When I was in high school, my worst subject was English. Writing just didn't come very naturally to me. I remember working on my senior year research paper. I worked so hard. I consulted a whole ton of secondary sources, wrote up a whole bunch of note cards, I wrote draft after draft of the paper. And the night before the paper was due, I saw my friend Chris, and he said he hadn't even started writing. But Chris pulled an all-nighter and turned in a 17-page, eloquent, beautiful masterpiece, and he and I ended up getting about the same grade. When I was in college, I had to work really hard at my major, optics. I spent a lot of time in the library, several nights a week, trying to figure out these complicated integrals and make sense of what it all meant. But one of my classmates, named Brad, was a genius, and he could just look at the squiggles on the board and understand exactly what was going on. He and I often received about the same grade, but I sure put in a lot more time than he did. And then on a lighter note, when it comes to playing party games, I have to work pretty hard if I want to be in the running to win. I have to concentrate, I have to use a lot of energy. But my sister just has a gift. She has that blend of knowledge and strategy and creativity to win almost every game she plays, no matter what it is. In each of these cases, I'm tempted to feel a lot like the laborers in our parable who worked all day in the vineyard. I worked so much harder than Chris or Brad or Kathy. Shouldn't I be entitled to something more? It just doesn't seem fair. But the landowner in Jesus' parable says that those who worked all day are missing the point. They are rewarded fairly for their work. How are they hurt in any way by the landowner's generosity to the other people? I also think about situations where the shoe has been on the other foot. I have a very nice singing voice. I'm very good at analytical geometry. I've also been told that I have a very engaging personality. These are gifts that I just have been given by God. In these regards, I'm more like somebody who showed up in the vineyard at the end of the day. But the concept of fairness never crosses my mind in these cases. If other people think it's unfair that I've been blessed with these gifts, I think they're being petty even though, in the other cases, with Chris and Brad and Kathy, I thought it was unfair. God tells us that his ways are above our ways. God doesn't buy into our competitive culture. There can be lots of winners without there having to be any losers. Those who have worked in the vineyard all day have lost nothing because God is generous to those who came later. God is happy when the game ends in a tie score. Now, most theologians who study this scripture passage say that it's a message about salvation. God saves the people who have been faithful all their lives in exactly the same way as God saves people who come to the faith later in life. We should rejoice that everyone can be saved, rather than demanding that those who have been faithful longer should have a special place of privilege. But, you know, maybe that's a little bit esoteric for the first week of school. How do these scriptures relate to people about to begin the academic year? Well, 
when I read this passage, I can't help but think about the current economy. In all countries and in all periods of history, there are people who find themselves without steady employment. They gather in special areas hoping to be hired for the day. In ancient Palestine, I think they gathered near the gates at the edge of town. Today in the United States, they gather near the parking lots at the Home Depot. But the situation is the same. These people, who are desperate enough to stand all day in the hot sun, depend on factors beyond their control. Prospective employers who drive by try to judge who is qualified for the job on looks alone. If an employer thinks that somebody doesn't look trustworthy or they don't look strong enough, that person is not going to get hired. But don't all people who are desperately trying to support their families deserve to be paid a living wage, not just the ones who look reliable? Common sense tells us that all people deserve to be treated with dignity, not just the people who look dignified. The parable tells us that all people merit salvation, no matter how long in their lives they've been working in the vineyard of the Lord. But again, what does this have to do with those of us who are about to begin another academic year? I guess for me, I hear a challenge in the readings to rise to the occasion. God's ways may be above our ways, but we can still try to act as God does. What prevents us from treating everyone with equal dignity? When I was a freshman in college, there was really a magic to the first month on campus. Most of the freshmen didn't know anybody else on campus, so we were all more willing to walk up to random people and introduce ourselves. Everyone had the potential to become a lifelong friend. It was probably one of the closest times I've come in my life to experiencing what heaven will be like. Everybody treated everyone else with respect, regardless of looks or talents. Everyone was treated with dignity. But after a month in college or so, we all came back down to earth. As we established circles of friends, we lost that willingness to talk with people who we didn't know. We formed cliques in the dorm. We sat at the same table for every meal in the dining center. In our study groups, we complained about the slackers and resented the geniuses. So, whether you're new to OSU like I am, or if you're a returning student, Perhaps a resolution for the new academic year is for each of us to treat everyone, whether we know them or not, as a friend. After all, we're all working in the same vineyard, aren't we? As a new campus minister, I promise to do my best to reach out to everyone. I'll try to talk with as many people as I can at the interest fair on Monday. At every weekend mass, I'll try to spend as much time greeting new people as I do talking with the people I've already befriended in the last month. And if you haven't met me yet, please make sure to stop by my patch of the vineyard and introduce yourself. God bless.